לחיים חבר'ה, לחיים, לחיים. So first of all, first of all, a big shkayach for Beitan. Alright, so you know, I bet, I bet a lot of you thought that, you know, growing up in yeshivas and you're officially Orthodox uh, card-carrying members of uh, the Orthodox community, you probably think you know all the Yom Tovim already, right? Pesach, Yigat Shavuos, you know, Roshani, Kippur, and so on. But here in Kamvachi Hashem, we have two jobs over here. We have job number one, to reintroduce ourselves to the Yom Tovim that we know. And job number two is to introduce ourselves to the Yom Tovim that we might not know. And so one of those Yom Tovim is Chai El. So what's Chai El? So Chai El is a very auspicious day. It's a very, very chosh of a day. It's a day that personally uh, I feel very mekusha to. What's Chai El? So the truth is, first of all, just the name Chai El, right? That already tells you almost everything you need to know about it. Is that the whole month of El is about Hachana towards the Yom Neroyim, towards Rosh Hashanah. And this is Chai El. The Ikra Hachan of Yom Neroyim is Befrat today and from beginning to today, getting to the Rosh Hashanah, it's Chai El. But to understand that in a larger, more of a historical context, you know, there's a number of major events that happened in Chai El. We'll talk tonight just about a few of them. Number one, it's the birthday of the Baal Shem Tov. So in a certain sense, it means it's the birthday of Chassidus. That's number one. Another major event that happened in Chai El was that 36 years later, Dafka 36, we'll speak about that if I have time. 36 years later, after his birthday, the Baal Shem Tev revealed himself to the world as the Baal Shem and really began the movement on Chai El. Another major event that happened in the Baal Shem Tev's life on Chai El, and it's not clear exactly when, it's different messiahs, but on Chai El, during one of the years of his life, between his birth and his, the age of 36, his Rebbe re- revealed himself to him. Who was the Baal Shem Tev's Rebbe? So not Elyonavi, Achiyashilayim, right? The Rebbe of Elyonavi, Achiyashilayim. Who's Achiyashilayim? It was one of the Nevi'im. The Neshama of Achiyashilayim revealed himself to Baal Shem. And when the, whenever the Baal Shem would refer to Rebbe Umayri, he was referring to Achiyashilayim. Who is Achiyashilayim? So we have no idea. But, but in, in Tanakh, what he's most famous for is the fact that he was the one that anointed Yeruvim ben Avot and took ten tribes out of the Malchus of Beis David and established the Malchus of the north, the Malchus of Yosef, at Tzaddik in the north, he split up the Malchus again, but Sivay Hashem, but he's the Navi for that. And he came back as the Rebbe of the Baal Shem. Those three events, Chayel. So what's the connection between all those three events? What's the connection between the Baal Shem Tev and specifically getting ready for Rosh Hashanah? The truth is, this idea, this connection between Chesidus, Bechalal, and Rosh Hashanah, the Yom Neroyim, we do find that the great-grandson of the Baal Shem, Rabbi Nachman, within whom Tarsa Baal Shem Tev really sort of becomes almost completely un- unpackaged. We all know that there's a very strong connection between Rabbi Nachman and Rosh Hashanah, that's, that's obvious. And the truth is, even without Rabbi Nachman, even besides Chassidia uh, Breslov or people that have Eskashas going to Uman for Rosh Hashanah, there was always an Indian of going to the Tzaddikim, to your particular Tzaddik and Rosh Hashanah and the Rahim. So there's a connection somehow, some way, between Chassidus and Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> And so Chai El, which is the Indian of El, that day that we prepare towards Yom Neroyim, is therefore going to be a day that's very much Makusha with the Baal Shem. So how do we understand all of this? Okay. So, you know, the truth is I've been away for like a week, so I have like a backload of stuff that I want to share with you. So I have Rahman, it's not going to be so, but uh, I'll try to be with Samson a little bit. 
So, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a very interesting Gemara in Tainus. The Gemara says in Tainus, it's also, you know, the Gemara says that during the times, in the earlier generations, when, they, when the Besdins would, unfortunately, if need be, make specific fast days, extra fast days because of drought. So the Gemara says, the Mishnahis tell us that during those days of Tanesim, because of drought, there would be extra brachas added to Shemun to Mispal. So one of the brachas that were added was the following Nusuch. We we're familiar with a little part of it. The Nusuch is, Mi Avram Avinu Bahar Maria, Hu The one that answered Avram Avinu by his davening and Har Maria, so you should answer us, Baruch Hashem Gol Yisrael. That's the Gemara, that's the Mishnah. Now the Gemara doesn't explain what exactly was Avram Avinu's tefillah Bahar Maria. We do know that his experience in Har Maria was Akedas Yitzchak. So what was Avram Avinu's tefillah by Akedas Yitzchak? And let's understand the reason why I'm talking about this. We know that Rosh Hashanah was all about Akedas Yitzchak. Well, the Shaifer to remind Hashem of Akedas Yitzchak, the whole tefillah of Neroim. It's one of the big schusen that we try to evoke during this time of year, Akedas Yitzchak. So if we could figure out a little bit what Avram Avinu was davening for by Akedas Yitzchak, it must be that was like the core Indian of what was going on there. And if we can understand that, then we'll understand Yom Neroim. If we can understand Yom Neroim, we'll understand the Baal Shem. So what's Avram Avinu davening? So it's interesting, the Yishalmi asked the question. The Yishalmi says that Avram Avinu was davening behind Maria that the Rabbani Shalom should save Yitzchak Avinu, that his life should be saved. That's what the Yishalmi says. In other words, simply it sounds like that Avram Avinu didn't really want to go through that Kedah. He was davening. The Rabbani Shalom somehow, some way, changed your mind that let Yitzchak Avinu be saved. That's the Yishalmi. Now the Yishalmi is a Pella for a couple of reasons. First of all, Avram Avinu wasn't excited to Shech Yitzchak. Yeah. Even after the Rabbani Shalom told him no, or the Malach told him no, right? Then what happens? He's looking for a, a replacement. You know, Avram Avinu is, is going mamish with Mesir Nefesh. He's happy to go. Uh, Midrashim, the sudden the Sitra made Minis in front of him, and he mamish didn't, 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 didn't stop at all. He just went. So, and, and then Avram Avinu, he's going to daven that Yitzchok should be saved. And that's the feel that we try to evoke. This is Pella. Second of all, why is Rishami making this up, Achlal? It's almost the first of what Avram Avinu daven. It says that after that Kedis Yitzchok, after the whole thing happens, the mouth promise him, promises him that you're going to have mamish, your descendants will be numerous, it's going to be Gavaldic. And it says in Pasuk that Avram Avinu called the place over there Yerushalayim. That's where he gave the name of Yerushalayim. He gave the name of Behar Hashem Yerushalayim. The place was originally called Shalim, Malki, Tzedek, you know, Melch Shalim. It was called Shalim. And Avram Avinu added the, the word Yira to that place. But why? Behar Hashem Yerushalayim. Because he was davening. That in this place, God should be seen. Bahar Hashem Yirah. And Rashi Vader and Chumash says that Avram Avinu was davening. That's, that's a simple pshat. That Avram Avinu was davening. That this should be a place where the Beis HaMikdash will be built. And this should be a place where the Rabbani Shalom's presence should be revealed. And this will be the place that, that Kali Yisrael will have a kapar through Karbanas. So what do you have to... Why, so why is Rishalmi having to explain? That Mishan Avram Avinu Bahar Mirhu Yaneinu. That Avram Avinu's tefillah was that Yitzchak should be saved, which Bechlal is not hinted to in Pasuk. And second of all, it doesn't seem to fit with what we know Avram Avinu doing that Kedah. Bahar Hashem it says in Pasuk, that Avram Avinu is davening, that Yerushalayim should be a place of Asher HaShashchina. So it must be. That when Avram Avinu was davening that Yitzchak should be saved, somehow he's not davening that Yitzchak's life should be saved. He's davening that we should have Yerushalayim. So what does that mean? Okay, Kedarki, you're not going to have to remember the questions. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll try to 
tie it up. No, on Rosh Hashanah we blow the shofar. The Kisari we find that the shofar is called of the shofar Rosh Hashanah is really called a shofar cotton. It's a small shofar. But the shofar Rosh Hashanah has a partner, shofar gadol. What's the shofar gadol? No? The kav is shofar gadol cheresena, right? It's the shofar of Mashiach. So we all have an image, you know, in our mind's eye when we're little kids, and from the time that we're little kids, that, that the coming of Mashiach is going to be with a shofar. What does that mean? It means that, you know, that we're going to be waking, you know, sleeping in the middle of the night or something, and we're going to hear this mamish blasting sound of the shofar, and we're going to say, like, what's that? And someone's going to text you, oh, it's Mashiach. And we have, we have such images, and the truth is we should keep such images, we should keep that pashas. But everything is in chitzainus and in pinimius as well. The Tzaddikim have taught us that the sound of the shofar of Mashiach is not only that sound at the end that we're, that's going to wake us up from our sleep physically. The sound of the shofar of Mashiach is a sound that really has been blowing for some time already. And I think as time moves on closer and closer to the actual physical sound of the shofar of Mashiach, we're hearing it very strong. The sound of the shofar of Mashiach is the sound, the call to the Jewish people to connect to Pinimiya Satara. That's what the Tzaddikim have revealed. That's the, the shofar of Mashiach. That's the Shefer Gadol. And every Rosh Hashanah is a Shefer Gadol. So let's explain. Let me explain what that means. It's brought down in the Svarim. That the words Tekah Shefer, and this is number we're going to answer the questions now finally, hopefully. Tekah Shefer equals Begmachia, Tzfas Yerushalayim. Tekah Shefer is Tzfas Yerushalayim. What does that mean? So when I say the word Tzfas, what comes to mind? Arizal. That's what Tzfas means. That's what Tzfas means. The word Tzfas comes from the word Tzfas, which means to see. What did Darizal, it's hard to say these words, what did Darizal bring to the world? The Indian of Darizal, the Indian of Darizal was to give the Jewish people a vision of the king. A vision of the king. You know, there's a, there's a famous conversation that took place between the Ksais and uh, Rebheshaz of the Shavar. The Ksais asked the parishes of the Shabbat, he said, you know, you're a chassid, a mokobel also. He's a big mokobel. He says, let me ask you something. You have that Shimon, you have that Rizal, you had other mokobelim, you know, Shash and so on. The step is the Baal Shem. What's the Chiddush of the Baal Shem? I'm learning his farm, said the Ksais. I don't know, whatever. I'm adding this part to the story. I'm, I'm, I'm learning his farm. I'm not seeing such giluyim like I see from the Baal Shem. I can say, okay. So the of the Shabbat gave the following marshal. He said that there was once a king and the king had an unbelievable palace and malchus and so on. But he knew that there's, uh, you know, the citizens that are all the way out there in the boondocks. They don't have a shaykhist to malchus. They don't know what it means to have a melch. They don't know what a palace is. So, Rebbe <clears> Shabbat <throat> said, so the king sent three messengers to all the way out there. The first messenger came and said, Yidin, you should know that there is a king. There is a king. And this king is mamish, mamish. He just said the word mamish a bunch of times. Like, mamish, unbelievable. Doesn't really do much. Said the Rosh Hashanah, that was Rosh Hashanah. So Rosh Hashanah, you read the Zara Kaddish, what's Rosh Hashanah talking about the Zara? It's, I, I was talking to, to one of the Chavirim this morning about this, that in the, in the Zara Kaddish, Rosh Hashanah, it's like he's trying to find the words. Everything, light, it's so light, everything is light of light, but it's, you know, different uh, synonyms of light. He's just, he's just trying to scream to the world, there's a palace. His mom is unbelievable. Okay, those that hop it, good, but if you... There was a second shleich that was sent. And the second shleich came to the, the, to the citizens and so on and said, now oh, is there a king? Let me explain to you. Let me give you the geometry. Let me explain detail by detail what the palace looks like. 
and what the face of the king looks like, what that's like in great detail. And Seder Benches and the Shover, that's their result. That's the city of Tzvahs. The city of Tzvahs means to be able to have a vision, means to be able to see. You know, the Rizal said about himself, at least he hinted to this, that he was the seeker of Mashiach ben Yosef. It's well known that before his death that he went to the Kvarm of Shemaya Vavtali, and it's uh, the Shark Kvarm of Rechaim brings this down, that he went to Shemaya Vavtali to Davin, and after he davened over there, he came back to Rechaim Vital and he said that, you know, it's a good thing to daven, the Mashiach ben Yosef shouldn't die. And only a short time later, the Rizal was Nifter. And Rechaim Vital said it was clear to him that's what the Rizal was hinting to. Yosef Tzadik is called in Pasuk a Ben Zakunin. And Unkelis translates Ben Zakunin not just that he was a child of Yaakov Avinu's old age, Ben Chakim. Yosef Tzadik had eyes. Yosef Tzadik was Tzfas. The north of Eretz Yisrael Bechlal is, ter- is a territory of Yosef Tzadik. It's the Malchus of Yosef Tzadik. It means to be able to show the world, to explain to the world what the king looks like. To explain in great detail what the palace looks like. And what it's like to be there. And what type of experiences you might have in that place. But you know, the Rehesh the, the, said, but even that second messenger, it's Gavadik, it's amazing, but it's good for mathematicians. And people that have good imaginations. But what about people that don't have a shaykhs to that? And even people that, that, that have a good imagination, you're still not there. So said Rehesh the, the the king sent a third shliach. And the third shliach wasn't satisfied with talking about the king or even describing the king in great detail. The third shliach brought the king to the people. And he showed the people, this is the king. This is the king. If the Arizal is connected with the city of Tzvas, the Balshantiv is connected deeply with the city of Yerushalayim. How do I know that? So the truth is, there's a Misa that I mentioned this in Shul, I don't remember, a couple months ago or something like that. I'll just, just as a reminder, there's a quick Misa that Nachman Hardunker, when the Talmudim from the Baal Shem, was, eventually he did, but he was contemplating to make Aliyah to go to Eretz Yisrael. So he wasn't sure what to do. Long story short, he goes to the Baal Shem. Baal Shem says, go to the Mikvah. So he goes to the Mikvah. He dunks the first time, and he sees himself in Yerushalayim. Okay? He dunks the second time. He sees himself in Beis HaMikdash. He dunks a third time. He sees himself in Kaddish HaKadshim, but he notices the Aaron isn't there. Okay? So he goes back to the Baal Shem. He opens the door. The Baal Shem, he doesn't even say anything. The Baal Shem says, listen, you want to go to Eretz Yisrael? It's Gavadik. You want to go to Yerushalayim? It's even better. But you should know the Aaron is a Mezhevish. The Aaron is a Mezhevish. So it means, Baal Shem is saying that he is Yerushalayim. You know, it, it's well known that in 18, I think it was 1836, 1837, there was a big earthquake that Mamish rocked the north of Eretz Yisrael, specifically Tzvaz. And this was a big question that the, that the Jewish people sort of were subconsciously or, or, you know, intuitively bothered by. Like, why would such a thing take place in such a Malcolm Kaddish? So it's well known that some Seifer wrote in Shuvis that he believes the reason why such an earthquake took place is because of the Elbaim, because of the busyness of Yerushalayim. He said that all the Yidin are flocking, they're moving to, to Tzvaz. Tzvaz, the north of Eretz Yisrael, is becoming more populated. And Nebuch Yerushalayim is now becoming a second-class citizen. So the, co- the covet of Yerushalayim is being today it's covet, and therefore an earthquake could happen in Tzvaz. That's the famous Chassam Seifer. So let me ask you a question. Tzvaz was the main population, the, the, the biggest population of Yidin, of, of even Tamid HaChachamim, was, was in Tzvaz from the time of Darizal, which is in the 1500s. So what took 300 years? If the earthquake, if the Chassam Seifer is right, which he is, of course, 
And the reason why the earthquake happened is because Yerushalayim is, 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 is not the Iker place of Torah and Yiddishkeit in Eretz Yisrael. That's, it's been like that for 300 years. The answer is, what was unique to that kuf of the early 1800s is that that's when Talmud Baal Shantav began to move to Eretz Yisrael. So, of course, by the time of the Arizal, where the, the Iker Inyan is the second shliach, of talking about the king, of describing the king in, even in great detail, of course the Iker is going to be Tzvaz. But once the light of the Baal Shantav begins to pulsate in the world, which means Yerushalayim, so then now it's a Taina, now Yerushalayim has to be the Iker place. So let me explain. If Tzvaz is the light, if Tzvaz means seeing the king from a distance, Yerushalayim means the Kli, Yerushalayim is the vessel through which the light of Tzvaz is able to materialize. People ask, what exactly is the contribution of the Baal Shem Tov? Right? So I ask that, what exactly is his contribution? The answer is, to say it like this, the contribution of the Baal Shem Tov, Chassidus, is not information. It's not new or, ex- there is a lot of information there, but it's not, that's not the Iker Inyan of information, more details about the king. That, you have already the light of the Arizal, and that's all the light you'll ever need. The Iker Chiddush of, of the Baal Shem Tov is to make a vessel that you should be able to touch that light and to say, Das is Das. This is the king. Not just to talk about the king or to see the king from a distance, the idea, or Bereia even, but to be able to have an Amunah to be able to touch, your, to, to, to touch your fingers and say, this is the king. That's the, that's, the, that's the contribution of Chazid. This is why Yerushalayim, let's understand, what was Akedah's Yitzchak? See, Yitzchak was also the name of the Arizal, right? Yitzchak was blind. Why? Because he had such vision. Like Rabbi Nachman writes, it's hinted to in one of his stories, that Yitzchak Avinu was not that he was blind. Yitzchak Avinu only saw Ruchnius. He was the second Shliach. Yitzchak Avinu means to be able to see. Yitzchak Avinu means to be able to to see the king and to live in that world of the king. So what was Akedas Yitzchak? Akedas Yitzchak means to bind Yitzchak Avinu. It means to take that light and that theoretical concept, that infinite, un- intangible light of the Riza, which is Yitzchak Avinu, and to put it into a kli, that it should be tangible, thus is thus. Be able to keep Yitzchak grounded and to be able to say, this is it. This is the king. We want to see the king, we want to experience him. That's what a Kedetz Yitzchak was. When Avram Avinu, when the Rishami reveals that Avram Avinu was davening, that Yitzchak shouldn't be destroyed, that Yitzchak Avinu should be saved, he does, it doesn't mean, Chas Hashem, that he was davening, that, that he shouldn't have to do a Kedetz Yitzchak. Adarabba. What he was davening for is that he should be matzliach in a Kedetz Yitzchak. Because a Kedetz Yitzchak means to bind Yitzchak Avinu. It means... Akudim. It means to take the, the infinite light of Yitzchak and to make it tangible. What Avram Avinu was doing by Kedis Yitzchak was uniting the world of the Arizal with the light of the Baal Shem Tov. He was taking the light of Tzvas, the vision of Tzvas, and connecting with the vessel of Yushalayim. So of course, Akedis Yitzchak, when it's successful, which it was, results in Yushalayim being named Yira Sholem. Yira means vision. That's the city of Tzvas, that's the light of the Arizal, that's Yitzchak Avinu himself. And Sholem, L'Motzah HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kli Machzik Bracha El HaSholem. Sholem means the Kli. Yerushalayim is a place on earth in which you see the king, in which it's tangible to see the king. The Baal Shem Tev equals Yerushalayim. It's the same thing. 
Therefore, when the, when the Yerushalmi says that Yitzchak Avinu, that Avram Avinu was davening, that he should be matzliach in saving Yitzchak Avinu, that's the same thing as Pshutah Shalmikr Bahar Hashem Yiroah, that, yitz, that the Rabbanu should be seen in a tangible way on Harabais and based on Mikdash. And this is exactly the Ikra Achana coming to Rosh Hashanah. What are we davening for Rosh Hashanah? So, we should have Bani Chaim Ezaini. Let me ask you a question, you know? It says in the Zara Kaddish, it's well known, a lot of people like quoting this, that just to scare people, I do it sometimes too, but the, it says in the Zara Kaddish that the Shechina Kaddish comes to visit all the shuls by Yom Narayim, and the Shechina Kaddish wants to see what are people davening for. And Rechelon Hassan, the Shechina sees and hears that people are davening, they're, they're barking like dogs, have, 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 give me, give me, give me. And the Zara says, have, give me parnasa, give me life, give me slich of a kapara. The Zara says also. It's also, and, it's, and the Shekhinah cries, and the Shekhinah says, that's, that's so selfish. What should they be davening for? They should be davening for Yichu Kushabiru Shekhinah. They should be davening for the, to unite HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the Shekhinah. What does it mean HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the Shekhinah? HaKadosh Baruch Hu means Tzvas. HaKadosh Baruch Hu means light. HaKadosh Baruch Hu means a vision that's infinite, that's intangible. The Shekhinah means the vessel. The Shekhinah means the Kli. The Shekhinah means Yerushalayim. The Shekhinah means Chesidus. And the Shekhinah means tzaddikim. It means to be able to see a tzaddik and to touch a tzaddik and to, and to hear the, the, the words of a tzaddik. That's what Hasidus was supposed to be, was always meant to be. It wasn't meant to be just a safer that you learn and new ideas. If a person learns Hasidus like that, they're going to get very bored. Because almost every, like I, I also talked to one of the Chavirim this morning, almost every mimer of the Baltanya boils down to the same thing, Einam So if you're just reading it, for Yediyah, then okay, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Tefillin and Shabbos and Kashrus and Brismila and Pesach, Shuas and Sukkot, Rosh Hashanah, it's all this Einamulvada. Yeah? The answer is when you learn Chassidus is a Gilu. It's the vessel within which you could experience the king himself. It's Hamelch Basoda. That's Chai El. When Yaakov Avinu when Yaakov Avinu stood at that place and he had that dream of Sulam Mutzav Arts of Eroi Shemigeshemaima, where the infinite light of Tzvas is encapsulated in the finite, concrete vessel of Yerushalayim, when there is on the Balshemtiv merge, and that is the Sulam Mutzav Arts which happened, which took place in Yerushalayim by Harabayas, what does Yaakov Avinu say? That's the first place where the word Noira, the Yom Neroim, is referenced. Because that's what Yom Neroim is. When we're davening on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, for, we, going back, the Zara says, so, you, so we shouldn't be davening for Bani Chaim Ezaini. We shouldn't be davening. In the, we, we, no? In the, in the Kavanahs of the Rizal, some of the Iker Kavanahs take place when you say the word Zacharin L'chaim. That's asking for Bani Chaim Ezaini. It's asking for life. The answer is, the Iker, it doesn't, the, the, the Zara Kodesh doesn't mean that you shouldn't be davening for your life and for your children. Of course, that's what we daven for on Yom Kippur. But the answer is, what does it mean, Slich of HaKabar? What does it mean, Chayim? What are you touching when you, when you uh, touch a, a friend? What's happening when you hug a loved one? Who are you hugging when you hug a loved one? Who are you looking at in the mirror? What does it mean to be alive? It's Elokos. That's Zechrin L'chayim. It doesn't mean to take away from the keli, from the physicality, from the pashtas of what we all want to daven for Rosh Hashanah. Because we're all, we're all struggling with this, right? We want to daven Rosh Hashanah for everything we want. But yet we know, like, it's all about Malchus. The answer is, it's not a stira. What does it mean, Malchus? Where is Malchus Shalaylam? Where is the king? Up there somewhere. And then we're left down here talking about our mundane things. No, the whole thing of Rosh Hashanah is Yom Neroyim. Ma Neroyim Malchus Hashanah. Ein Zeh Ki Yim Beis Elokim. Ve Zeh Shara Shemayim. 
Zashar Hashemai means that everything you're, you're davening for, which is tangible, understand and realize that what you're really davening for is Elokus. That's what you're really asking for, is Bani Chaim Ezzayni. What does it mean, Bani Chaim Ezzayni? This is why, I'll tell you something, this is a little bit on the side, it's brought down in some svarim, that one of the tefillas that Avram Avinu daven for on, uh, by Har Maria was that he should be zaycha, that Rashi should be of his descendants. It's an interesting thing, that he should be zaycha, that Rashi should be of his descendants. It's even hinted to in the Pasuk that when he's given a bracha at the end of the Akedah, the Yorish Zaracha, the Yorish is, Rosh, is the, same lush, the same letters as Rashi. See, Rashi's interesting. Rashi, Rashi is a Rishon that's called, he has a last name, right? Very few Rishon have a last name. Uh, Rajba is Rishim Ben Adaris, is Ben someone. What does Rashi stand for? Rishlomo Yitzchaki. His father's name was Yitzchak, but it's not Rajbi, right? It's not Rishim Ben Yitzchak. It's Rashi, Rishim Yitzchaki. Rishlomo Yitzchaki, I'm sorry. Shlomo is the same letters as Shalman, right? And Yitzchak is there is a Tzfas. What is Rashi? See, Rashi is an amazing thing. Rashi, Rashi is, it, it, Rashi is Chumash. Rashi is Gemara. Is there such a thing as learning Chumash without Rashi? Is there such a thing as learning Gemara without Rashi? So Rashi is completely bottled to the light. Rashi is the vessel within which you could understand and perceive the light. This is why it's well known amongst, amongst Chesidish Yisram especially that every single word of Rashi is Ruch HaKodesh. I remember like a little kid, and I, I, I don't remember much from elementary school, but like one thing I do remember, for some reason it sticks in my brain, that as a little kid, I don't remember if it was me or someone else in the class, we learned a Rashi, and, and a kid asked, like, how did Rashi know this? And the Rebbe answered, it's Ruch HaKodesh. It's Ruch HaKodesh. That's not real. I mean, the answer is, it's, most of Rashi is from Chazals and so on. But he's not wrong. It's all Ruch HaKodesh. It's well known that Rashi wove within his peerish all of Sisri Torah. Rashi was Gadol Mekubalim. It's well known that before Rashi started writing his peerish on Chumash, he fasted 613 times. He was coiled within his writings all of Pneumius Atar. And that's why it's an amazing thing. I was thinking about this the other day. At the end of Yom Neroyim, I mean the whole Tukufa, right? Rosh Hashan, always, all the way till Sukkot, right? Simchas Torah. What is the one Hisairus that all from a Yidin, whether we carry out or not, most, most of us not, but at least there's a moment of his Oiras that all of the entire Tukufa of Naram culminates in, which is what? Mechazeh Chomish Rashi. Right? Because it starts, you know, that's Simchas Tarev against Breshis. What do people do? Chomish Rashi. I'm going to start again. Does it get, does it get to Shani or Shlishi? I don't know. But is it his Oiras of Rashi? Is this Oiras of Rashi? That's what Rashi was. Rashi means Shloima Yitzchaki. Rashi means Akedas Yitzchak. Rashi means being able to touch, to touch the Pasuk and say, this is what the Pasuk means. And there's a lot more than I can even understand, but at least I can put my hands on it. It's Chumash Rashi. That's why it's well known that the Naskarits or other Siddiquim would say that their whole Amunah comes from just learning Chumash Rashi. Why? Chumash Rashi means it's tangible. It's thus is thus. I don't know what it is, but I could put it in my hand. I could say that Kiel learns the Pasuk and Chumash with Rashi. Every So let's go back. So the Shantav is born in Chayel. See the word Chay, it's an amazing thing. Chay. This is Bidarach Ramiza. Chay is, is always connected with the meat of Yosef Tzadik. It's the one part of the body which with Yosef Tzadik is connected to, the Bris Kaidish, which is called Chai. Chai or Mace is connected with that Ava. The fact that Chai El. The 18th day, which is connected with the Midav Yisrael, which is Yisrael Tzadik, which is Tzfas, 
which is Dariza, which is Yira, which is seeing vision, having the eyes of Yitzhak Tzadik, that's the same day as the Valshanda's birthday. Because on that day of Chai El, and this day of Chai El, there's a Yicha that's happening. The light of the Valshanda, the, 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 the light of the Rizal is becoming encapsulated. We're being given the tools to be able to be typhus the king, to grab the king. And to hold on to him and say, I don't know, I don't fully understand who you are, but I could touch you and I know that you're here. And I could hold on to my children and my wife and my chaverim and the table in front of me and the oxygen that I'm breathing. And I could say, I don't understand fully how this is, but it's elikus. It's enoy movadai. That's chai el. And this is why the Balshanta Davka began to reveal himself and was Davka 36. 36 is 6 times 6. It's the meat of your sight is 6, right? 6 times 6 is 36. Davka, when it's fully developed, the light of Mashiach ben Yosef, now the Balshanta comes to encapsulate that. And who's his Rebbe that reveals himself to him in Chayel? Is what? The same one who made a rift between the Malchus of Yosef and the Malchus of Dovin Melach. He comes back down to be misaking that and to reunite the Malchus by Davka, by Davka teaching the Baal Shem Tev, who is the light of Mashiach and Dovid, and giving him the, and giving the Kaychus to encapsulate the light of Tzfas, the light of the Rizal. This is all Indian of Chassidus. This is why, again, just speaking personally, this is why this day and this whole Indian is so, I feel personally connected to it, because like, I don't want to say such a thing, but like, you know, everyone sort of has to, you have to, one of the questions that a person has to ask themselves is, why are you here? Like, what's your shlichus? Yechayel is also the birthday of the Balatanya. Shneimar Sagdoil in Chabad they call it, right? They have the Shneimar of the Balshantiv and the Balatanya. He says, what's your shlichus? So I speak myself, everyone has to answer that question, but as a kehila. What's our shlichus? It's hard to succinctly say what our shlichus is. It's evolving, you know? But it's definitely, in my mind, at least, it's definitely revolving on this nakuda, of making that, of making the king tangible. Of making the king tangible. Of taking the infinite, esoteric, intangible light of the Rizal and explaining, and what does that mean in Avoida? To me, that's the Iker. When you do that, that's the Yichra Sholem, that's Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben Dov, that's Chai El, that, 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 that creates Yom Neroyim. Rosh is not something that you just go into. Rosh is you have to create Rosh Hashanah. You have to create Rosh Hashanah. Shabbos you don't have to create. Shabbos comes to you with Yom Tovim and Yom. You have to make Rosh Hashanah. How do you make Rosh Hashanah? It means to establish in your own life the Mid of Neira. The Mid of Neira means Yaakovinu uniting Avram and Yitzchak. It means Akedas Yitzchak. It means the Kabbish Shoifer, the Shoifer Godel of, of, of Mashiach, and being Ma'ayre that with the Shoifer Kodm of Rosh Hashanah. It means davening that Akedas Yitzchak should be Matzliach. It means davening we should be Zechah to come to Yerushalayim. This is why Yerushalayim is so much with Rosh Hashanah. There's no Alila Regal in Rosh Hashanah. You know why? Because wherever you are, you're in Yerushalayim. That's what, that's what Yerushalayim is. Yerushalayim is Ma'anoyer Mokam Azeb. That's the Mokam Amigdash. It is Baal Shem Hashem should help us as a chavr, as a gil, as yidin. We should be zaychet to embrace that shlichus of afatzis mayonis. And afatzis mayonis doesn't mean, at least in my mind personally, it doesn't just mean spreading chasidis just by itself. It means spreading chasidis as it exists, as a vessel for the light of the Arizal, To take that, that, that light which is unknowable, and at the same time it's unknowable, at the same time it's knowable. And that combination of not knowing and knowing, that's your Hashem, that's Yom Neroyim, that's the Tzadiki Emes, that's the Gilu Baal Shem, that's Chayel. Hashem should help us, we should be Zaycha, as a Gilu, as a Chavra, as Yidin, this generation.
should be the generation of all generations, just like Yaakov Inu, who he stood in the Bakam Mimitish, he said, My normal come as Ain Zekim Basilakim, the Zashar Hashem, we should be Zekh to see the way our own eyes, I and by and Yeru. Shuvah Shamatsiyah and Rabbi Eskol Tzedek, and here we may know Amen. Amen.